You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast as Jack. Baseball's coming up here, buddy. I'm starting the juice. I know for you, it's, you know, you're watching clips you know, more than you work and all that stuff. Like, you're always ready. Like, I'm feeling the juices, buddy. The juices are starting to flow. <sighs> Listen, <laughs> I, we're just, we're just so close. We're, 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 we're under two weeks now. Like, we are legitimately oh under, to, to, to Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, and JT Romito. That's all our pitchers and catchers should consist of. Like, when they say, oh, Pitchers and catchers is two weeks from now. It should just be Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nolan, <laughs> JT Romito <laughs> is two weeks from now. I, I think that'd be a fair way to do it. So, well, uh, hey, Jack, put, for all intents and purposes, that is what it is. <laughs> I know. It's so sad. It's so sad. But it's okay. It's okay. Baseball's I, back, I, baby. We're back. Base, baseball's so close to being back. I, baseball is is like it every day i walk outside now and i swear to god it's starting to feel a little bit warmer it is and it's kind of it's kind of that thing where it's it's so close but it also is far away like we're i think we're at what 56 days until opening day Uh, i mean that doesn't sound like a lot when you think about how long the slog has been i mean soon enough we're going to be drafting fantasy teams we're going to be you know, looking at over-under totals. Like, this is, like, here. And over-under totals are out. And, like, they it, are. It, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But um, I, I just – I need it like I need oxygen, Jack. I, mm. I need my – my nights when, – when baseball's not there, my nights feel so hollow. Like, after my daughter goes to bed. Obviously, I love hanging with Zoe. But, like, I, like, it just feels like I need – baseball on my tvs like i need the phillies on i need my other tv when the phillies aren't on to have a baseball game on it like enough with these basketball games all right oh, it's, it's almost thanks. just because like i have the tv i'm like i gotta have sports on like all right i'll watch basketball but like give me what i want jack oh oh last night i'm, I'm checking my phone just saying hey is there any sport on tonight <laughs> there was squat there was Jack Squat. It was like, oh yeah, let me watch some crappy college basketball. And uh, dude, 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 Nets Pistons was on ESPN. Ooh, and buddy. it's like, just get me, get me the baseball season. Get, like, we, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Just like, just like Ryan weeks. Howard, get me the plate, boys. Get me the baseball. Get season. me the baseball I, season, the point, boys. Just get me to spring training so I can talk about the 26th man on the roster and <laughs> break out the better. All right. Well, we're gonna talk about some at Phillies. For the first time in what feels like forever when we've been doing a show, we actually have new Philadelphia Phillies players to talk about. Some lower yeah. lower level signings, but I think there's some upside with these. We'll talk about those in a sec. But quickly, um, we've obviously kind of been on the Arenado-Bryant discussion train, uh, you know, nonstop. This offseason has probably been the thing we've kind of talked about the most. And obviously, Arenado, I mean, uh, uh, really strange situation with him calling out the team and all that stuff. But... The Chris Bryant thing just got realer, I suppose. Loses the grievance as we all expected, but now clarifies his his um, you know situation that he has two years left on the contract, makes him obviously more valuable for trade and all that type of stuff. Um, and there, the rumors have started to spread. Jack, uh, where are you at with Chris Bryant? I know you've been pretty jacked up about this along the way. Let me just say this. Jack. <laughs> 
we are one Chris Bryant rumor away from a serious Lent. Like, I don't know what the Lent's going to be yet, but I just, just give me one. Just give me one Chris Bryant rumor. It's You're like, like Jonesy. Give me one. Give me one. Just give me, just, just give me one. That's all I need to, to completely buy into Chris Bryant being a Philadelphia Philly. Um, I am not surprised at all that he lost the grievance. Um, the fact that he wasted, I don't know, my entire offseason um, <laughs> waiting for the... For this moment, he really should. Daniels. He really should have had you in mind. I mean, that is a little rude. Yeah. I mean, does he want to be a Philly? Or does he not want to be a Philly? I will make it happen. And the fact that he made me wait, like you know, what's crazy though, like the fact that I I'm, will, I'm, I will make it happen. You see, Bryce. You see, Bryce. Yeah, I'll make it happen. Chris, do you want to play with your childhood best friend or not? Uh, I will Jack be your consultant. Fritz is the, I will get the Jack job Fritz done. is the key to that happening. Listen, the sooner Scott Boris realizes that, the sooner maybe he'll finally be good at his job for once. Wow! Um, After like Boris, of course, coming off like his best season off season ever, probably <laughs> like he made a billion dollars or whatever. Imagine being Scott Boris. Oh. Like, talk about a life, man. Scott Boris has the life, but but like. Chris Bryant wasted my whole offseason, but like Bryce Harper wouldn't have signed until like a month from now, which like, is crazy. <laughs> it's it's crazy how long the it feels like we've had nothing to talk about this offseason, but the Harper stuff was longer. And also, and, and I think stuff. the fact also that the Harper stuff was so unique and so like we talked about it, and, and, like obviously every podcast, but also every like we talked about it on WIP. A ton, like way more than Philly's offseason coverage this offseason. And I think maybe because last offseason that was such a big story and we ended up getting him that this offseason, and granted, it has also been quicker signings and just less, you know, big high-level stuff. But it also, I think, is muted by the fact that it's not quite as exciting as the Harper thing was. No, it's not. And this year we had, of course, do Andy Reid Appreciation Day, so... That kind of takes away from the Phillies offseason, even though I did work it into the, the rundown two days ago when the Bryant grievance happened and, and me and John Marks argued about it on the air. Oh, because for look some at reason, you fighting the good fight. I mean, for some reason, he doesn't want he, he, he's just like obsessed with the Phillies not going over the luxury tax and just what? keeping the team down. And it's it's just a very sad situation. Who would um, who but, would it? But why? What does he love billionaires? Is he want to like save billionaires' money? What no, a, he's just he's just trying to prove take. that he's he's just trying to prove that he knows more about the Phillies than me. You know, it's it's just a very sad situation that's going on with, <laughs> I with will John say Marks. This I am a big fan of you just going after Marks on this podcast. I think that's a yeah. uh, it's a bold move, and I enjoy it. I'm a fan. I'm 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 here for it, as they say, Jack. No, I will not go after John, but. Um, Chris Bryant lost his grievance case. It seems like now, well, it's weird with with Arenado seemingly actually being available. I don't know how. I thought once the grievance thing settled, it was going to move faster than it is. Like there hasn't really been any substantial rumors. Um, seems like everyone's kind of focused on the Mookie Betts thing right now because you know the Red Sox make a crap ton every year, and they're like, ah, you know, you know, what we have to do now. We have to get rid of Mookie. Um. But yeah, you know, potentially generational type of guy, you know, already won an MVP World Series, although, won a World Series oh, with him already. Why would you want to keep that guy around when you can have David Price and Nathan Eovaldi and all these good signings? I, You know, you know, it's it's good. Well, while I'll say that the Mookie stuff like trading him is ridiculous at the same time, he is not he is not worth 10 for 20. Like w- with what he he countered, I, I like that. I saw that number and I was like, oh well, that makes sense. Well, ten four twenty is is crazy. Obviously, I mean, again, Mike Trout is the only player in baseball who deserves that money. Like that's it. It just is what it is. And just because Mike Trout signed the contract he did doesn't mean it's not one of those things where it's like you know, like NFL quarterbacks. It's like, all right, well, that guy got that, so I'm the next one up, and I'm pretty much as good as him, or I'm close to as good as him. Uh, I'm not as good as him, but I'm like, you know, I'm pretty good. 
It doesn't matter. It just seems like those salaries keep going up. That's how a guy like Kirk Cousins becomes the highest paid quarterback in, in the league for a year or two or whatever it was. Um, well, then and then horrible Jared Goff. Is exactly. The, is exactly. It. So, but I, I think that's, I think in baseball, like we've seen that kind of thing happen. I don't think it should. I think when, when Mike Trout got the money he got because Mike Trout deserves that money and nobody else does. Oh, you're 100% correct. I mean, a hundred percent correct. Like no one, no one else is even, no one else is really in the same stratosphere as, <laughs> as Mike no. Trout. And, I and no Mike. one has been, I, no one has been since Bonds. Like he's he's a different level of player from everyone else playing. It just it is what it is. Yeah, and I love Mookie, but I they like if I'm the Red Sox and I'm Mookie, and there's a hundred and twenty million dollars in difference, just. Go to go to ten three sixty. Just cut it in half. Yeah, figure okay. it out. Is look, Mookie's not getting ten four twenty from anybody. So no, 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 he's not. And although, let this just be a PSA to John Middleton and the Phillies and everyone that listens to this podcast, whether it be players, personnel, uh, ticket sales managers, if Mookie Betts gets traded to the freaking Padres and they are able to afford Manny Machado and Mookie Betts, there will be a meltdown on this said podcast. Yeah. I mean, just the fact the Padres are in on Mookie Betts tells you that they're willing to do it. It's like, what the hell, man? What the hell? Yeah. It's a Padres. Well, they also have like, you know, they have some of my, some of my guys. Well, like, and they all, yeah, lo- yeah. And they have a lot of young, the young talent coming up. We'll get to that, by the way, too, because the uh, uh, Baseball America Top 100 came out. I don't want to talk to you about didn't, that. Didn't we, didn't we talk about this last year where the, the Top 100 came out, and every time I see the Top 100, I, <laughs> I get sad? You do. Yes. But this year, you know what? Having two guys that high is... Three. Well, not in the, in the BA. They only had two guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I was talking about um, uh, MLB Network did their yes, ranking in the top 100. Yes, and they And they had three. Well, the the interesting thing is they had three in that one, but but in the BA, may as well just mention it, um, they were higher in the BA, both of them. Spencer Howard at 27 and Baum at 28. I mean, that's... I mean, having two guys in the top 30 is, is cool. Like, that's good. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. uh, you know, that's six though, by the way, at number 16. And the Dodgers had seven guys on the list, so... You know, s- small the, victories. And, and, and the funny part about the Dodgers, everyone's like, oh, you know, you got to be bad and draft at the top of the draft. Meanwhile, like Gavin Lux was the 18th pick in the draft. So, no, it's more, it's way more important for player development than it is high draft picks. And also, while we're on the subject for a second, the fact that Royce Lewis put up Mickey Moniak numbers last year, actually worse than Mickey Moniak numbers last year, and was still top 10, I think is utterly embarrassing. Like I, I was infuriated when I saw that, and and just the, the I just love the how personally Mickey, you take it. Just the general Mickey Moniac slander. I'm not here for. I'm. We'll get into it, but I am very, very. I've heard some things about Mickey Moniac that make me very, very excited. Ooh, about it, so all right, uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into. We'll get into that later. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to Brian. Uh, from my perspective, yes. I don't think Brian is going to get traded before the trade deadline. And I don't know if I'll get traded the trade deadline or not. I think that really depends on how the season goes, but I don't think they're going to try. I mean, look, could they? Yeah. And I think it's, I, I think it's certainly possible. Um, I, I'm just saying if I had to put odds on it, I would say it's more like 70, 30, he does not get traded. Do you think, wh- where would you put those odds? Do you think he's going to get moved before the season starts? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I think he's going to get moved. I, I don't, I, I think he's, I, I have thought he's going to get moved the whole entire off season. I have no reason to really get off that now. I was kind of just waiting for the grievance process to kind of go through and and reassess after that. So um, yeah, no, I think I think I think Mookie gets traded soon. I think think Mookie's going to get traded. I don't think Brian's going to get traded, but he might. Yeah, well, I I think I I I I I, to your point, I've been saying that I don't think Brian or Arenado is going to get traded before the season starts. So I'm kind of sticking to that too, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I would. Much rather, I would I would think that Brian gets traded more than Arenado. I, I and that still, I that I agree with for sure. I would be I would still be surprised if they trade Arenado. Like you gotta have some stones to move Nolan Arenado, or or I guess the situation. Yeah, trading Mike so Schmidt bad. in his prime seems like a a ballsy move. Well, well, I mean, if I mean, you know if what I mean. Being on, 
No, no, I I know what you mean, but I mean for being Aaron honest, been, Scott Rowland. Well, well, Scott Rowland was the same thing. Well, no, Aaron Nott is better than Rowland, and Rowland's a Hall of Famer I, or a borderline Hall of Famer. I, I don't know if I'll get him, but he's he's certainly close. Um, but Aaron Nott is better at this point in his career. He is better. I agree, but and Schmidt was way it. better than Rowland, obviously. You know, you're trading. The premise is the same. You're trading a borderline Hall of Famer while they're still in their prime. Right, you know. and that's my point. I'm saying I think you know if you say Arenado could be the next Schmidt, if like which is the in a, and again I don't think that'll end up happening, but like he's tracking that way. I mean he's had a pretty amazing career so far, um, and he's 28, right or some right 28 anything. Um, so I don't know. I mean he could end up if he if he continues on this track being a you know maybe not Schmidt like but like a close to inner circle Hall of Famer. But the Colorado thing obviously. Makes it a little harder to, to judge the well, candidacy, but well, maybe they can get Bud Smith for him and everything will be okay. done. Boom. E- <laughs> either way, so uh, this is interesting. So how? All right. So since you feel more confident with Bryant getting traded, how? And again, obviously, I know you're generally positive, but are you? How positive do you feel about the Phillies' chances to get him? Very, very positive. I like this. I'm very positive. I like this, Jackie. Until listen, I this is this has been my position now. It has been my position since the offseason started, since we started talking about the Chris Bryant stuff. Until he's on another team, I think Chris Bryant's gonna be a Philly. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I'm that's exactly where I'm at. Until he's somewhere else, I firmly believe that Chris Bryant will be a Philly. All right. I got I love it. I'm sorry. I love it. I love it. All right, let's talk about some people who actually are Phillies. And uh, I feel like this is a, a list that you can talk about. Um, mm. that, uh, it's fun when they bring in names you know, I suppose. But, look, you see what they're sure. doing. They bring in Drew Storen, Bud Norris, uh, Francisco Liriano, Storen, and Norris both weren't in the league last year. Norris had a, a forearm injury. Storen has been um, working off injuries. And then, as I'm sure Jack's going to get into <laughs> – Storin's been terrible. Storin's been horrendous. Um, but and Francisco Liriano is actually a, a move I, I actually really like that move. Uh, that dude can get lefties out, and that's someone they need in the pen. Um, and then we'll get to Neil Walker in a second. But Neil Walker, Jack, uh, oh. <laughs> talk to me about talk to me about the pitchers. Bud Norris, of course, you know, uh, was a uh, close for the Cardinals uh, for parts of uh, a couple seasons ago. Had like twenty nine saves, something that I think you know is is fine. Um, and Storin obviously has been a disaster for a while, but but uh, some, maybe some positivity from you on Storin as well, potentially. Jack, talk to me. All right. So of of Storin, uh, Norris, and Liriano, let's start with Storin. Now, while I did just say he's always been bad, let me just say this: he was a high draft pick as a closer only. And has been working out a drive line this offseason. Factor all of those three things in, and your boy will talk himself into it. <laughs> I think I so, think you already have. And Soren had oh, some success early on, even if he wasn't. Yeah, he I had know. some success. No, I know. He's not he hasn't had as bad of a career. No. Honestly, here's here's He saved some games in Major League Baseball, you know? Full disclosure. Full disclosure. This is just really it's really just me wanting to make fun of the Nationals for drafting a closer as high as they did and him being trash. So, yes, Drew Storen has not been bad his entire career, but I do love making fun of the Nationals, even though they just won the World Series and also had Anthony Rendon, Bryce Harper, Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, and, you know, on and on Juan Soto. He actually has a career 3-4-5 ERA. It's not as bad as I expected. He actually had a couple, like, really nice years in there. I know. It just – he was – he was drafted to be their Kimball. Right, and he never and... developed into he only so he only had one season. He had um so his second season he had forty three saves and was 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 outstanding. Then Drew Storen had forty three saves. Forty three saves in two thousand eleven. But then um Holy then smoke. he had a twenty nine in twenty fifteen and then eleven is his next highest. So really on that that one outstanding season from a closer perspective. I mean, 2011 was a great year for Phillies fans. So true. Maybe storing. Well, it was a great regular season year. I don't know if I can go yeah, so far as to say a great year, especially considering and how it all ended. It, it, it's actually a so horrible sad. year. <laughs> it was, but you know what's been so sad about this, like Andy Reid underappreciation thing, is that everyone's bringing up like Howard and 
and like the the run there and every time i just think about the run i just get sad but um yeah. um storin so it, so here's the thing here's the, here's the case for storin he has a pedigree he has been pretty good he has a wipeout slider at least he did when he's with the blue jays for a little bit i was watching some i was watching some old baseball savant videos of, of drew storin um and let me just let me just uh go, go inside the mind of jack for a second here James, dangerous place to be. be. I gotta be honest. I was so, I was like desperate for a move that I watched way too much True Story tape, and (laughs) I watched way too much Bud Norris and uh, a lot of Francisco Lariano. I I needed a move so bad that I'm talking myself into into these guys. I love it. This is the least surprising thing that's ever happened. Listen. Get me to spring training. That's all I've been saying this entire time. All right, so um, so Storin, but, but go ahead. Storin, Storin, working on a drive line. Um, I have heard from people that may or may not have worked at drive line uh, that he is healthy for the first time in three years, actually healthy. So, um, so so where I'm at with Storin is that Hurdy's healthy, Hurdy's pitching pretty well, but. If Kyle Body didn't take him with him to Cincinnati, Kyle Body is obviously the founder of Driveline, and had him working out of facility all offseason. And the Reds need bullpen depth pretty seriously. Um, if they weren't going to take a chance on him, I would kind of be surprised if he's as good as maybe some people are saying. So that, I'm like, I, I am, I am toes in. My toes are in the water on Drew Storm because of the Driveline, Driveline thing. I am not cannonballing into the into the pool. Okay, Bud Norris, are you a little deeper into the pool? Maybe Bud Norris, I am definitely a little a little deeper. Yeah, I would say my ankles. I would say I would say more than Storin for me. I'm I'm more. It's definitely the the order you're talking about them is the order ascending order in terms of how I like them. Agreed. So my I would say my ankles are in the water with with. Um, Bud Norris, um, a year, I mean, a year removed, I mean, in 2018, I'm pretty sure I owned him in fantasy and I was very happy with Bud Norris. Um, I saw a John Heyman tweet from early January or maybe late December that he's up to 20 or up to 94 or 95 miles an hour, which I think is massive. Um, so Bud Norris has got done in the closer role. They don't need him to be a closer here. If he can be a, a seventh, eighth inning guy, I think he can get the job done there. Um, the, the, the problem is, is that he's a, a fun, bad in baseball guy, which just irks me the wrong way. Um, but we can put that past us if he comes in and gets the job done. So I think, I think Bud Norris, worst case scenario, seventh, eighth inning guy, um, and is part of the bridge to Neris. Oh my God. I'm actually, I, 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 I'm, I've really ripped the, the plan here and I still will. Um, from a not spending and not really adding real deal pieces and all that uh, to the bullpen and the staff, but I do think Hector Neris is good, and I am I am in on Hector Neris for 2020, and I, I probably have not made that clear enough. I really do like Hector Neris. Um, I don't want him to be my closer in a in an ideal world, but I do like Hector Neris. Um, all right, Liriano. That for me, and I, I think Norris and Starn are both kind of flyers. You know, I think you take a shot on those guys. They've had success before. If they are healthy, you never know. Francisco Liriano is someone I feel like you can count on to, at worst, be a loogie for you. Yeah, well, I think the thing that I like the most about Francisco Liriano, I know we've talked about him, like, not on the podcast, but just in our in our new wonderful studios that we have not done a High Hills podcast from yet, um, is that it is how nasty he is against lefty only's. But the fact that he – do you remember last year when I was complaining about uh, Adam Morgan having to face both lefties and righties? I do. Well, I think Liriano can kind of take that, and he can be a guy that can get lefties and righties, righties out. Um, and then if Adam Morgan ju- can just be your lefty guy, then, I mean, that's a – like, Adam Morgan is disgusting against lefties. Um, and Jose Alvarez – Unless, they're, cool, unless so. they're Jason Hayward, right? So, so are you are you watching The Outsider on HBO? 
No, I'm not. Is it good? <sighs> what are you doing? I don't have HBO right now, Jack. Do you need my password? Yeah, give it to me. That would be amazing. I would love your password. Oh, I'll just give it to everyone on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not going to do that. But um, The Outsider, if you're not watching it on HBO, I think you're foolish. And it is continuing my belief that every single movie is so stupid and TV shows are ten times better. But, and speaking <laughs> oh of TV shows, TV shows, speaking of TV shows, I was late to recording this podcast because, yes, I had to get caught <laughs> up on This Is Us. Yeah, you did. Jack said he came, it was too emotional to go earlier. Had to really soak in the This Is Us. Yeah, well, I need to be in the correct emotional I state tried to watch it. I didn't know what it was, and everyone was talking about this like a year or two ago. And I watched mm. the first episode, and I was like, well, this ain't for me. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know me. I'm a big sappy. Man. I know. I can be pretty sappy, too, but this was a little a little too much. But okay, that's people fine. love anyway, it. Yeah. I like Sterling K. Brown a lot. Oh, big fan. Big, big fan, fan of that, dude. Um, anyway, so The Outsider is a show on HBO that is based on a Stephen King novel. And ah, you, uh, that's it. cool. I'm in on that. I, I'm so, in. So instead of Stephen King wasting his time on movies, thank God, they are finally turning his <laughs> books into TV shows. Thus, The Outsider is born. And in episode three of The Outsider, they, they have the audacity to show the Jason Hayward home run off of that. No Morgan. way, really? Yeah, and I almost turned the show off. I was that upset. <laughs> That's so I, funny, though. I hate that home run. I know. Like, I do, too. I really it, hate it. I, I didn't know where this was going. I almost forgot that Jason Hayward is what led to this tangent. Yeah, well, it was the first time freaking Jason Hayward, who sucks, caught up to 95-plus and was off of Adam Morgan. Yeah. And I was producing that game. And it was two days away from my bachelor party, which uh, I was going to be in Chicago. Um, and I really wanted to kick their ass. And uh, fraud ass. Um, oh, my God. What's his name? Who is the horrible? Oh, Dylan Cousins. Um, hit, hit a home run that game to give the Phillies a lead. Adam Morgan freaking blew it. And Walk I was off on a Grand plane. Slam, baby. I was, on a, I was on a plane to Chicago the next day. So uh, that's my Adam Morgan the outsider story. Well done, sir. All right. Back to Liriano. Liriano can get out both sides. Um, I think that he can, I think he, he's obviously really, really good against lefties, but if you can, if you can just have Adam Morgan be the guy to get lefties out and Liriano does both, I think that's almost the best case scenario for the Phillies, which is a fact that I feel, when was the last time, James, you felt really good about three lefties in the Phillies bullpen? Um, like Cormier, I mean, Air, like that time. <laughs> like, well, Cormier was Cormier wasn't on that team. Oh so yeah, and I'm like good. Air, Air uh, Romero. Yeah, obviously JC. Is was there even a third there? I don't even know if there was a third there. Was there? No. Uh-uh. On the 08 team. Well, I mean, well, just I mean, during that run, at some point there might have been three who I felt good about. But regardless, it, it, maybe never. I don't know. <laughs> Long time. Ah, yeah, but but I mean, uh, Jose Alvarez developed into a really good guy last year. Adam Morgan's good against lefties, and and uh, Francisco Liriano has been pretty proven to do both. So the fact that they have three of those guys, I think, is massive. Um, I know we've kind of ripped the Phillies bullpen, and and mostly rightfully so, even though I think they're going to be pretty good next year. Um, just the fact that I have three of those guys is pretty massive. So that's exciting, um, and. Just the fact that he's a real guy that pitched in the big leagues last yeah. year. Yeah, I mean they are they are they are just rushing towards that luxury tax. Uh, well, I <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, to your point, though, I agree with you. Look, I I I they're being cheap. It is what it is. There's no question about it. They should not have been cheap. They should have built the bullpen up better. But for being cheap, I see what they're doing. I understand what they're going for. And I think it absolutely could work, at least to a level good enough. You need Neris to be good again. You need Alvarez to be good again. But, you know, if, if two of these three guys can be anything close to what they can, you know, have been at, at times, certainly NARS in 2018, 2017, 
and um, certainly 2018. Um, and and Liriano, even last season against lefties, and Liriano for a long time. There's a reason Liriano's been in the league for a long time. Um, I think if you can get something out of those two guys, it really does dramatically make your your pen better. Um, and again, guys who have been in you know closing spots and pitching the eighth, the seventh, the ninth, that type of stuff for for different guys. So. Yeah, I, I think for the way they're doing it, I think they're doing a, a fine job. It's just frustrating that they're doing it that way. Uh, all right, Neil Walker, you excited? No, <laughs> I I feel like I, I feel like Neil no. Walker is a guy you've always hated, and I don't know why. I, yeah, I don't know. I I I I like. He's fine. Uh, I like He's whatever. I like Josh. I like Josh Harrison more. So. I mean, adding well, Neil Walker's in, better than add- Josh Harrison now. I like Harrison. Yeah. Harris, a healthy, true, truly healthy Harrison maybe is better, but like Harrison has not been as good the last few years as Walker has. Neither's good. They're both, you know, ben- well, they're bench guys. Well, I don't disagree, but Walker can't play anything but really first base now. Oh, has he not been able to play second base at all anymore? Not really. Like I think he can be a spot guy. Yeah, there, well, that's but... that's less useful then. Harrison can play multiple positions for a backup infielder. You want someone who can do that, obviously. Yeah, so I'm I'm more excited about Glaber versus Josh Harrison. Or not Glaber. Oh my god, I'm Glaber. So sorry. Wow. Oh, I'm so sorry. You should you should kick me off this. Podcast. That was I would, that was rough, man. I would kick myself off this podcast. Um, <laughs> you get we got wow. a momentary thing of like Glaber. Like what? And it's like, oh no. Yeah. Crap. Uh, I'm. I would like to sincerely apologize to everyone who listens to this podcast. Um, we did not have Glaber Torres. But we have <laughs> I don't think they need to be told that. So I think we're okay. <laughs> I mean, it's the next best thing, isn't it? Oh god. <laughs> Our 26 man battle. God, the Yankees got Glaber, and again, I know the Cubs won a World Series, but Glaber for Aroldis Chapman is like. An all-time, all-time, all-time great trade. Listen, as long as as long as you give credit where credits due, you can say that as much as you want. <laughs> cash. He is a cash. fraud. Oh gosh! All right. <laughs> he is a fraud. <laughs> he is a fraud. The Cubs are screwed. He's gonna trade us. We're gonna get Chris Bryant for like Luis Garcia. Oh brother! All right. Um, you got anything else on these signings? Um, no, I'm I'm actually excited though. I think uh, I, I think that the fact that they're going down this route, um, I, I like the idea of TJ Rivera. Like, I just I like the idea of what they've been going at this offseason. They went after a driveline guy. They went after a guy that was a year ago that just was wait, was waiting to get healthy. Um, Neil Walker's nothing to me. Uh, but Josh Harrison. Neil Walker is nothing to me. If Josh Harrison's hamstring is fine, if he's healthy, I think you could potentially get a steal there. T.J. Rivera, which to be fair is is probably unlikely with Josh Harrison's history. Highly unlikely, yeah, highly unlikely. But I, I like what they've done. I like what they've done with the bottom of the roster. Like the, this is these are moves. Some Jack Fritz moves from, in here. Yeah, I mean, would I take a guy that throws hard? And would I like to believe in a guy? Yeah, of course, but. Um, for what they're giving me, uh, it's giving me plenty of like James. I'm talking about plenty of reasons to watch spring training games. Um, that's actually a good point. They're giving me a lot of like. Would this be all right, James? Oh, brother! It's just me. It's, it's just me and you talking on <laughs> this podcast. No one's listening. I know. Um, I was uh... thinking about starting a note. You know how people have notebooks. For like Eagles games, sure. I might, I might start doing that for free. <laughs> and just keep, might... keep little notes as you watch. <laughs> yeah, is it, is, isn't that, that basically Twitter? I know, but like Twitter, uh, Twitter can't handle some of my. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I also, <laughs> also Elliot, Elliot showed me how to make gifts today. So that's the next part of the brand. Wait, hold up. Make gifts? What do you mean make? Oh, like to take like a video and, and turn it into a, 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 a gif or a gif or whatever. Uh, thank thank you for explaining that to everyone. No, I was trying part. to figure it out, and it's a gif, not a gif, but whatever. It's a gif. It's a gif. Mm. 
Uh, shout out to Elliot. All right. Um, uh, let's get to it. And we're 30 plus minutes into the podcast. And, and we've. What are we getting we've to? Very much buried the lead. 2021, Jack. DH in 2021. Let's go. Uh, why'd you bring down my mood? I, I don't want to talk Jim about Bowden that. Jim Bowden saying it's looking like it's going to happen. Look, Jack. Yeah, well, that guy, that guy also said a. Freaking Arenado trade is inevitable, and he fell for a fake uh, Jeff Passman. Oh, account, so you don't so. believe it? You're you're saying this is erroneous reporting? Listen, it, I get ready. Listen, I would love get for ready. the DH it's to be help the Phillies. Jack, do you care about your team or not? I would love for the DH to get uh, eradicated. You will from never all have baseball. to watch Reese Hoskins hit play the field ever again. How great is that? Think about that. <laughs> I mean, I like the Freudian slip of never have to watch Reese Hoskins hit again. But <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, like for as much as I hate the DH with every fiber of my being, the fact that it would help the Phillies tenfold is making me like excited for it. My because man. my man, if you if you can get if you can, but the problem is like you're you're not getting Bryant without giving up Bone. Like that's not going to happen. And then I want Chris Bryant on this team. Um, so it's, it's a tough, it's a tough situation. Um, but yeah, it seems like the, the, the age is happening, which actually I'm it is interesting. Does Bohm have more trade value with that? That's really interesting. Well, the DH comes yeah. in. Yeah, he, sh- he should, dude, right? Dude, dude, I'm watching those. I'm watching, I watched the, um, the countdown of the top 100 prospects or whatever. And I saw like 10 hitters who aren't even in Alec Bohm's class. And the only reason that dude is even is not considered a top ten prospect is because is because of the fielding stuff. And I get it, but the guy is, uh, I, I I he is. I'll take a, a bad fielder for a great hitter every single day and twice. On dude, Sunday. he's a he's a he's a he's a three hundred hitter with thirty plus homer potential. Is that good? Like, that's what that, that's what he's gonna be in the big leagues from day one. So like <laughs> the whole oh my god the defense is bad like sure. But you're telling me I can acquire that guy in a trade for Nolan Arenado or Chris Bryant? Yeah, I'll take that. Um, so, yeah, the DH is happening. I, I get that it's happening. It doesn't mean I have to be happy about it happening. Um, I, look, I will concede the, the Jason Stark idea that we talked about on this show, the idea of, you know, it becomes NL rules after the pitcher comes out, after the starter comes out of the game. I would be fine with that. I think that's kind of a neat rule. I, I think you would have to do it in both leagues. My main thing, no matter what, is I think that both leagues have to have the same rules when it comes to that. Like, Why? It's ridiculous. Why? It's a disadvantage Why? for the National League team in the World Series. Like a massive disadvantage, actually. Like, Oh, my God. Cry about it. There's been National League teams that have won the World Series. Of course. But, like, why wouldn't you want the same rules uniform across the sport? Why? It's like, because it's what makes, it's what makes it interesting. Uh, why why is that interesting it like it adds a wrinkle to the game it'd be like in in basketball if in one league you could have five guys on the court but you know you didn't have to to wait to substitute in you could just switch guys in and out but they i mean i'm trying to think of an analogy like it's ridiculous like it's crazy and and why because it it, why what do you mean why? Because because the league should have the what same rules, why? especially because they play each other all the time now. Like the league should have the same rules. That is the number one thing. Why? Let's put it this way: as in favor as I am of the DH, because watching pitchers hit sucks, and one out of it's e- not one out of every it's nine the times they come to the plate, you get to watch a sh- it's not, crappy at it's bat. It's not about pitchers hitting. It is it's about, about it. It's part hitting. of it. And no, then, it's not. And it's part. And the, the whole oh, there's so much strategy is such an overblown yes. thing. It's no, it's not. Strategy will still come into yes, play regardless, and it's not. No, it doesn't. An idiot can make a double switch. This is not like high level. Strategy. This is not high oh level strategy here. No, it's not. And regardless, my point is even as a proponent of the DH, I would rather see the DH go away in the American League, which would obviously never happen because the players union, but I would rather see both leagues have no DH than just one have a DH and the other not. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm more, my number one thing with this is I think both leagues have to have the same rules when it comes to that. Yeah. 
I Why? think the DH is better, and thus I think both should have the DH. But first and foremost, like you should have both leagues have the same rules. They play each other all the time. It's crazy. It's not crazy. It makes it interesting. Jack, just because something has been done one way for a long time doesn't mean that it always should stay that way. Evolve. It change. It makes it cool. Change, no. Jack. Grow with no, the times. Listen, as a baseball purist, uh, I have vowed to never change. We know. Obviously. That was fun. I hate I hate change. I know you do. That's why I said it. I know. Look, I don't think there's anyone who absolutely loves change, but like you have to force yourself to embrace change because that's how you get better. That's how you grow, Jack. That's how you First off, first off, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Second off, no I don't. And third off, I don't get why both why do Honestly, has it impeded your baseball watching that the NL has a DH and the AL doesn't? Again, no, you're Jack, you're 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 hitting on my point. Like, just because it's been done that way for a long time doesn't mean that's the right way to do it. But you're it. not giving. This is what I don't get. You're not giving an actual reason as to why it has to have two. Like, it doesn't matter if either. Of team, course, either it does. When you go, why? Because then one team has a DH who's a guy who is a, a professional hitter who plays every day and 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 is a much better hitter than whatever like bench player the Phillies are going to put him in the DH role when they go to American League Park like obviously like that is such a clear thing like how is that not an advantage baseball has they, survived they, they, for the 40 Red Sox years. have David Ortiz as their DH and the Phillies have or a perfect example the 2009 World Series the World Series MVP Hideki Matsui is the freaking DH for the Yankees we've like Ben Francisco or whoever DHing like come on man like that's a massive disadvantage it hurt your team I don't think it's like, uh, but uh, the uh, Yankees had to take him out of the lineup when they came to New York, to Philly. It's cool. It's so not cool. It's so lame. It's lame. Oh my god! You know, you and you millennials have to have everything <laughs> uniform. You're the millennial. What are you talking about? Jeez, I just want tradition. I know you do. All right, you got anything else? Is the note bag? Yeah, I do. All right, well, do well get more. on with it already. All right. The freaking Phillies were looking into while while Oh yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I meant to bring this up. Not great, Jack. While, Not great. while me and you are obsessing about oh, are they gonna trade for Nolan Arenado? <laughs> oh, are they gonna trade for Chris Bryant? This freaking team's like, Well, what about Pablo Sandoval? <laughs> yeah, not great. Really, really not the type of news you wanna hear when you're hoping for Chris Bryant. I mean, it does hurt that Pablo Sandoval had a higher F four than uh Hoskins last year, but let's not <laughs> who, who let's didn't not, Jack? Who didn't? <laughs> let's let let's let let's let let's not let that get in the way that Paulo Sandoval is cooked, um, uh, like super cooked. The Hall of Famers were announced. Uh, congrats to Derek Jeter. Congrats to Larry Walker. Um, Nothing made you seems- more happy than Derek Jeter not being unanimous. Oh my God! Let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> I was, I was cackling that Derek Jeter was not a unanimous Hall of Famer. And shout out to the voters for finally recognizing that Derek Jeter never won an MVP. And the fact that a, a guy who has never won an MVP should have been unanimous in the eyes of a lot of people is downright embarrassing. It's actually um, a, it'll it'll end up being a great. Uh, stump someone question years later when you say Derek Jeter and Larry Walker went into the Hall of Fame together who had more MVPs it's Larry Walker because he won one yeah you're darn right um so and, and at least with Mariano Rivera you could you could very clearly say he was the best closer of all best time. At best ever at his position of all time exactly right Jeter was not. Yeah, um, well, clearly not. He wasn't even the best. He wasn't even the best shortstop on his team post two thousand four. Um, that is not so, not true. So it was a glorious day when he did not get um, full. I love your pettiness. I love that you can actually get joy out of the fact that he was the second highest vote total in the history of the Hall of Fame. Like that's like a a real win for you. It was. So I was so happy. What a life. I love that. Listen, <laughs> I have my things and I stick to them. I um, know it. This is going to be the year for Pavetta. Um, what else? Oh, it's, <laughs> what else you it got? Seems, <laughs> what else you got here, Fritzy? 
It's well, it does seem like that Schilling's probably gonna get in next year. Yes. Um, if we're, if we're talking about former Phillies, um, which he should. The like fact sh- that he's an asshat, you know, he the Hall of Fame is Ty Cobb's in. I mean, there's already a bunch of asshats in there. You gotta keep it on the field. You have to. And I hate Kurt Schilling. I, I, I flat out, I think he's a, a, a disgusting human being. Flat out, that's just how I feel about the guy. And it's not even his politics. Like, I just think he's, you know, not that that, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't get into that, but I think I hate him. He's a hall of famer. Like it just is what it is. If Twitter never existed, Kurt Schilling's probably a, at least a second ballot. Oh yeah. Famer. I mean, he's all of famer. Like it just, it is what it is. It's like, it's, it is what it is. I saw what I saw with my eyes, you know, it is what it is. So or as uh, Joe Pesci said, it's what it is. It is, uh, yeah, sure, whatever that's from. You saw uh, the Irishman, didn't you? Yeah, but I barely paid uh, attention. You are to the, the worst. Irishman. The Irishman's a really good movie. The only movies I pay attention to are like Hitch, and I love Hitch. You always go to Hitch. Is that like the only movie you like? That's the, I feel like that's the only movie you've ever mentioned you like. <laughs> Which yeah, is funny. I, I really like Hitch. Like I do. I think Hitch is a super underrated, funny movie. But like, <laughs> that is your go-to great movie every time a movies come out. It's a really strange thing. Like you might be the only person whose favorite movie is Hitch, and I like Hitch. Well, no, Sandlot, The Departed, uh, Hitch. What a weird group of movies. And I love you, man. I love you, man. It's my favorite movie of all time. You are such a strange dude. I love you, but that was that's. I love you, man. But that's weird. I just, I just like those movies. I just thought, whatever. I don't care. I love, I, it. I, love I, it. I honestly, honestly, everyone that tells me a movie's good, I automatically watch and figure out a way to hate it. I know. I saw a really good movie the other day, Peanut Butter Falcon. Fantastic movie. Sounds horrible. It's a, it's a real crowd pleaser. It's a real. It'll put if you're not smiling. Uh, there's something wrong with you when you watch this movie. It's a real. It's a really that's nice I, movie. It's a delight. I, I would say it's a delightful movie. How about that? That's how I feel about the end of High Hopes podcast. Oh, because it's over. That's kind of messed up. No, just if you if you're not smiling at the end of uh, the High Hopes podcast. I got yeah. Boom. That then me and you did not do our jobs. Um, I thought you were talking about like during it. I was like, well, I smiled during it. I guess you don't. Ouch. The Phillies over under was set at eighty four and a half, and let me be the first to tell you that I am gonna put our mortgage on the Phillies over of eighty four and a half. I would say that there is. No chance they go under eighty four. Wow. So it's funny, and we'll as it gets closer, really hammer it down. So, but the the number that stuck out in my head before the over under came out of where I would set it was eighty five, eighty six. So maybe I guess eighty five and a half. So I, I would clearly be taking the over, and I could see it going higher than that. Um, I like that you're super confident. So that's good. Whereas last year, I felt like the over under was too high. Um, after the Harper signing this year, I feel like it's too low. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it should have been like right around eighty five, eighty six. So, um, I think you're getting some po- some some games. There. I was about to say points. I'm so used to talking about football. <laughs> mm, if you could, if you could please, uh, if you could please figure out what podcast you're on, yeah. and if you could please just say to the people of this podcast that no one listens to the Go Birds podcast. Um, they only listen to. I hope you have to put one down for another. You know. The, the point is, the high hopes is the only Phillies podcast. So yes, that's really the thing. If you ever, and I love if you ever mention, you know that. If you ever, if you ever mention points again, just go stick to the Go Birds yeah. pod. And my final, my final, final point is James. Is there anything you'd like to say to the high hopes listeners? Oh no! What am I being set up for? What did I do? Well, what did I do? Well, what what am I being set up for here? Let's go inside our job. Oh was, God, this is gonna! I don't even know what the, is coming here. Go ahead. It was last Friday, and Joda Camera was down at Fantasy Camp in Clearwater, Florida. Yes, and you got an audio recording from someone that you said was Larry. Oh, yeah, and it was Larry Bo. I was trying to do a lot of things at once, and I wasn't thinking. I, mm. You don't have to give me – you You just love to call me out for everything. I would just like for you to apologize to everyone in the Iowa's <laughs> podcast listening community <laughs> for mistaking Larry Anderson for Larry well, Boa. 
Yes. It was the audio, first... and I wasn't thinking, and I heard Larry Anderson said to me in my head, but Larry Bow was said to me before I got it. So, all right. I would just like the record to show that within five seconds of the clip, I said that's Larry Bow. You did. James said, James said, no, it's not. I said, yes, it is. And then James for the first time in his Listen, life, I was right. I stopped and I because I said no, it's not because I wasn't even listening and I was doing something else. The clip was playing and I'm like, no, it's not. And then you're like, yes, it is. And I stop and I listen. I'm like, oh, maybe it is. Whoops, <laughs> my bad. You're right. I'm wrong. I was wrong. Oh man, good times. Good times. Uh, Shout out to neighbor good. Dan who I saw the other day. Nice to see neighbor Dan. You got anything else? Can I can um, I go to bed after I uh, after I, I stay up and edit this? Well, I mean you'll edit for like I'll edit and you post. And we actually we, we that, I do I do appreciate that 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 we Jack and I split up the duties. We we help each other out. I do one part, he mm. does the other. Uh, and the Mickey Moniac tid, tidbit that I heard was that he has bulked up. And I already know. I already mentioned that his swing looks different. I am. I can't tell which I'm more in on, the Pavetta breakout <laughs> or the Moniac breakout. I well, will decide. Well, for but I'm for, very for, in for on both. For Moniac's sake, let's hope it's the Pavetta breakout. I know. I'm so sorry, Nikki, <laughs> but friend of the pod. I've, you know, let's let's I've, look out I've for heard the guy. Great things. All right. I he was a, he was I great. I, I, we had a lot of fun with us. So. You know, I think for for all involved, maybe you know, just double down on on poor Nick. So you want to be on it? Can, I, can we be honest with the high ups listening? When aren't we, always... Jack? When aren't we? I'm so so. Moniac still follows me on Twitter, and I'm so nervous to tweet about like Mickey because I'm worried that he's gonna be like, "Can you not ruin me?" Um, I love to think. So I, I love that you think that he's that he's like locked in on you. And that what oh, what he, you do he, has a major impact on, on what he does. He hangs on my every word, just like you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. You got anything else? I do not. Wow. This is fun. I enjoyed this. I, I honestly, my last thing. Actually, I got two last. Are things. you are you kidding me? <laughs> I. Log on Instagram every day waiting for new Pavetta mechanics. Oh, and, that is not a thing. You didn't need to say that. And I watched a three-hour history of the Phillies last Saturday. Oh, morning. my God. You are – you. what are you doing <laughs> with your life, Jack? Man, Jill's in Florida. Nothing else to do. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even – oh, my God. All right. It's been real. Oh, <laughs> Uh, you done now, officially? He spreads some seltzer. See you later.